0: the following sermon is brought to you by new covenant community church a bible-based church located on route 62 east of johnstown ohio to learn about new covenant community church visit www.new-covenant.org again that is new-covenant.org now enjoy the message want to welcome all of you here You can be turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. And as I said earlier, it's our prayer that uh, you would find this place to be your soft place to land. And for poor little Wes, it's not his soft place to land this morning, poor little guy. (laughs) Let's just be honest. That's probably how all of us feel with this time change. So let's just give him credence that he's probably the only honest person in the room right now. So... (laughs) <laughs> oh my but uh but god bless you always so many visitors and, and folks visiting I, I hope you if you haven't seen it yet i hope you do see that place in your bulletin where it says that this is a church that does not mind the sound of children and we recognize that when a child is screaming that usually the first person that wants them out of there is the parent so but if your child makes childlike noises and we, we just hope that they would find a, a group of warm, loving, smiling people in this church. Amen? Amen. To show them God's love and to show them that, that our Lord is the one who beckons young people to come to him. What a, what a Savior that we serve. I'll be turning your Bibles to Matthew, the 24th chapter. I'm told of a story of a boy who would go to the hardware store with his father, and outside on the sidewalk in the storefront of this store, there would be a mini bike sitting there for sale. And this boy was just enthralled with the view of this minibike. He had seen the advertisements for it and this was supposed to be the fastest, baddest machine that a, that a 10-year-old could have. And, and he really just so desperately wanted this minibike. And much to his surprise, on his 11th birthday, the father had bought him this minibike. And he was so excited to have it and he's riding it around and And he enjoyed it for a while, but after a while, things began to age on this mini bike, just like it always does. And the frame had begun to rust, and the paint had begun to chip, and the carburetor had begun to plug up and wasn't running quite right. It wasn't running as fast as it should have been, and it wasn't quite all that the boy thought it might have been cracked up to be. It almost became somewhat of a burdensome thing when he would pull it out of the garage to ride it, and it would take so much tinkering with it to get it to even run properly. Even with all the tinkering, it wouldn't run right, and Lo and behold, he ends up just leaving it in the garage more than he ends up riding it. He had fallen out of love with this thing that he had so desperately desired beforehand. You and I have at some point in the, our lives have seen the world on display. We've seen it with its advertisements and the things that draw us to it, the things that we're beckoned to love it for, and, and I think just perhaps that maybe even all of us have seen this world and The paint has begun to chip. The frame has begun to rust. The carburetors begin to plug up. And and this thing called the world, this thing called the culture, this thing called society, it doesn't run quite like it used to. And and you do what you can to get the stupid thing to run right. You try to mess with the carburetor. You try to keep the proper people in office. You try to vote Christian ways. You, You do everything that you can to see this thing move the way it ought. But But I think that most of us would probably just like to put the thing in the garage because we have fallen out of love with the world. Now Jesus, our Lord, in Matthew chapter 24, He speaks of this truth, He speaks of this element of this kind of falling out of love with the Lord, and He likens it to something that all of us are familiar with. I believe that after the conclusion of today's sermon that we will see that Jesus is an absolute master teacher. He's perfect in all ways, and teaching and communication are areas in which he was perfect, are one of the many areas, one of all of the areas in which he is perfect. So in Matthew chapter 24, look to verse 3, where we pick up on a portion of text where he had just previously alluded to the end of the age. And in verse 3 we read and it says... Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? When will this end of the age be? The disciples say, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All of these things are the beginning of sorrows. Now, church, depending on the type of Bible translation you have, you may look at that part and it may say the beginning of Birth pains. And if you look at the original Greek, archi odenon, which literally describes the beginning of birth pain sorrows, the beginning of these contractions, the beginning of birth pains that are increasing and moving towards something, the beginning of birth pains. Jesus says that the, what we're experiencing in our world today is you see the mini bike beginning to sputter and not run right and you get fed up with it and, and you just want to throw the thing in the garage. And, and what we're experiencing in our life as a culture, it can be likened to a woman who is in the beginning of birth pains, the beginning of birth pains labor there are many similarities through this perfect illustration that our lord uses and what i'd like to do with the time that we have this morning is i'd simply like to preach about what we need to know what believers need to know about these birth pains about what this world is going through what we're what we're seeing before our eyes what it is that we need to know about these things now, it's interesting to note in this illustration that Jesus used, it's no wonder that he's a master teacher. It's, this illustration is paralleled in so many different ways, but you'll know of, of us, of women in labor, that before they actually go into the phase that is considered labor, they will experience what's called Braxton Hicks contractions. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Yes, and all the women are like, preach it, Brother Ben. Like, Thank you for giving us some credence to what we go through to bring these babies into the world. And And Braxton Hicks contractions are not considered the actual phase of labor. They're considered like a really early getting the body ready to deliver this baby and bring forth this new life. It's these contractions that a woman will experience that are light, they're nothing painful, they're nothing too serious or intense. They're simply getting the body ready and. And boy, isn't that just like the world today where you rewind 30, 40, 50 years ago and, and, and even in my lifetime as a young man of 29 years old that, that I remember back to my childhood and, and you think of the things that people went through, the things that the culture went through that, that people would talk about ungodliness in a certain kind of way but it was still considered even by secular culture to be a disdained thing, things that the Bible calls sin and it was almost like a Braxton Hicks. You weren't quite in labor yet, but it was ramping up for that. I believe that we're experiencing the increase of contractions, the start of labor in our world today, church. It used to be Braxton Hicks when, when the world would talk about homosexuality, but, but today we're we're, beginning, we're in the labor pains of it. Multiple times in the past three weeks by numerous people, I've been hearing these stories of schools locally teaching grade schoolers how to defend the abomination of homosexuality, how to give argumentation to defend this thing that is a sin before God. We're in the the labor pains and the timeframe of redemptive history. COVID, this pestilence that Jesus talked about, troublesome times that we're in, this equality act that a lot of people are talking about, which would legalize men being in women's restrooms, all of these kinds of things. These are labor pains that we're experiencing. Groups of people all over the land, all over America, all over the world that are disguised as churches who really fear man more than they fear God. Really. Really groups of people who have deceived themselves and others to think that sin is not sin. And there's just some things that Jesus says about this general theme of these birth pains that that I just think we need to see from our Lord this morning. Look at what he says there. It says, take heed that no one deceives you, Jesus says. Verse 5, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled i want you to look to three people around you look them straight in the eyeballs and say see that you are not troubled ready set go see that you are not troubled see that you're not troubled church see that you're not troubled and then our lord says for all these things must come to pass so point one this morning if you're taking notes birth pains must come to pass church these things that we're experiencing must come to pass A woman who goes in labor must go through those labor pains to bring them to the place where they will deliver this new life. So the next time, church, and I've been guilty of this, I think all of us have to some degree, the attitude of a Christian ought not to have their spirit animal as being like that of Eeyore. We ought not to go down sulking and downtrodden. We ought to remember when we hear these things that, yes, it's a shame. It is a horrible shame to see sin being championed. It's a horrible thing to see many of the things that we're seeing, but let's see it for what it is, something that we ought not be discouraged by, something that we preach against and don't live that way and all those things. But let's remember that it's a birth pain. Let's remember that it's just a contraction. It's going somewhere. It's bringing us to something. Now, there's something very interesting. And this illustration that Jesus uses is really good for me because having two little kids that were just recently born, it's pretty good, easy to understand some of these things. When a woman goes into early labor, it's very interesting what the midwives or what the nurse doctors, whoever it is, will tell this woman to do most of the time. When you're in that early stage and you're having the contractions, you've now entered the place of labor. You've entered the place where in the time frame of redemptive history that things are really ramping up to come forward to the coming of Christ and all these things that when you're in those early stages of labor, just continue on as you normally would. They'll say to a lady in this stage of labor, if you would be normally cooking dinner at the time that you're in this type of labor, just continue on. Cook cook normally, do the laundry, do whatever it is that you'd be normally doing in your regu- regular daily schedule. This is simply a, simply a stage that must come to pass. These birth pains must come to pass. And see that you're not troubled by them. Relax, conserve your energy, move forward in wisdom, knowing that you must go through this phase. So what I feel like telling our church this morning, friends, is we simply must opt to go on in the same kind of way. We should continue on marching. We should continue on bringing our family to church, continue on teaching our children how to know and love the Lord. Regardless of what people are going to do in the culture and what they're going to call us and how dangerous that we are because we still gather because of COVID and all these things, let them do and say what they're going to do and say, we ought to continue on. This labor pain must continue. It will come to pass. Let us continue on. Let me be real plain here, church. Let us continue to teach our children that there are boys and girls, and boys have different body parts than girls, and boys go into the boys' bathroom, and girls go into the girls' bathroom. Can I get an amen, please? Let's continue on in this way. The birth pains will come to pass. Let them come. We continue marching on. Now, you might say, Pastor Ben, I hear you, but I've been discouraged. And you know what? Just out of curiosity, by show of hands, if in the past six months, You have been discouraged by the things that you have seen in the news in the direction of our world. Raise your hand. Okay, so like all of us, okay? There are some things about the nature of our Lord that I think we ought to find some hope and rest in, church. Many of us will remember well the story of the Samaritan woman at the well there in John chapter 4. And great story, wonderful story of redemption and all the things, these attributes of God. But there's this little snippet that a lot of people forget. There's this little snippet that that we really don't give much credence to. And it's there in John 4, 5 where it says, So he, Jesus, came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well and it was about the sixth hour jesus the son of god the maker of heaven and earth came down to be in human form among us to do all that he did for redemption but in this human kind of body jesus got tired jesus got tired and he sat down because he was weary from the journey say amen if you've ever felt weary before church you feel weary you feel tired of all the things that you're seeing in the world and you're weary we ought to remember church that as we progress these birth pains that must come to pass in this world that our lord who we pray to who we love who we know he's done been there church He's done it. He's been there. We're not praying to a God who is far off. He, he knows what it's like to walk all those miles and to sit down with burning legs from the lactic acid that's built up in his muscles, and he sit down with a parched throat, and he's tired. Jesus was tired. And it makes me think, I think it's in there in Hebrews 2, where it says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise has shared in the same. He's been there. He knows what it's like to be tired. So when we traverse this time, church, when we go through what we're going through, these birth pains that must come to pass, let's, let's sit there and rest and remember that he knows what it's like to feel like this. I'm encouraged by that. Are you? I'm encouraged to know that my Lord is like that. And while I'm sitting here encouraging myself, I, th- I think there's another thing that we ought to encourage ourselves of also. Um... You know, Abby and I, out on the farm, we had a, a dairy cow a few months ago that gave birth to a stillborn calf. That means that the calf was, bo- was dead when it was born. And if you've ever been on a farm, raised on a farm, you've ever been around that, man, that's like the most depressing thing ever. It's like, here's this, this body that's supposed to have all this new and fresh life in it, and it's just dead. Like, it just, everything about it feels like a waste. Very depressing. But it just makes me think, I'm glad that Jesus didn't call what we're going through in a world today, he didn't call them death pains. Amen? He called them birth pains because it's going to give way to something. Somebody say amen. I feel like preaching for a minute, church. It's really... We've got a hope, church. This, These birth pains, they're giving way to something. It's going somewhere. We don't have to sit there in the tired state in which we are and just remember that Jesus knows what we're going through, but he also gave us the promise that it's going somewhere. These are birth pains. Something good is about to happen, and if you're thinking Jesus coming back is the good thing that's about to happen, then you might want to say amen because you're on the right track. So. You can tell them I'm excited about this. Church, listen. Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. If you're thankful, say amen. amen. Birth pains will indeed come to pass, but we ought not be troubled. Verse 7 tells us something specific of these birth pains. For nation will rise against nation, Jesus says, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these things, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Everyone say the word beginning. They're the beginning of sorrows. Can you handle some tough news from God's Word today, Church? If you can, say yes. Birth pains, point to this morning, will increase as labor progresses. Birth pains will increase. The nuttiness in the culture that we experience will increase. The godlessness will increase. The things that we're experiencing, we will experience more of as labor progresses. As labor progresses for a woman in labor, it gets more painful, more intense as it progresses through time. And this view, as best I can understand, this interpretation of Scripture, these words that Jesus said, it really applies whether you have a post or pre-tribulation rapture of the church view. And here's what that means. Some people believe that the church will be raptured off of the earth, that Jesus will come and the church will be gone out of the earth before the tribulation, pre-tribulation rapture of the church. They believe that before this terrible time spoken of in, Genesis, in the book of Revelation and many other places, that, that this great tribulation that will come about, that the church will be gone before that great terrible time happens. Some people are post-tribulation rapture of the church. They believe that the church is going to be lifted off out of the earth after all that mess And really, either way you look at it, whether you believe that we're marching towards a great tribulation or whether you believe that we're marching towards the return of Christ in that order, regardless of which way you see it, that phase of marching that we're going in right now, Jesus says, excuse me, that it is the beginning of sorrows. So what should we expect? We should simply expect more of the same, more intense birth pains as it increases through labor. I remember when Abby was giving birth to our son just now two months ago today actually and uh, you all remember me having to run out of here before everyone and that whole deal that was fun but um you know as when it's in the early phases she can carry on and do things in the house and whatever else but as as labor increases as it progresses and the birth pains the intensity increases I would then, and I'm not sure why, we both took the class on how to breathe properly. I had no problem breathing, but here she's sitting trying to labor breathing. I don't know what her deal was, but, <laughs> but I, would, I would coach her and I would say, just take one contraction at a time just one contraction at a time. And I'm being funny then, but but I would. I would say just, I, if you think of all that you've got to go through before you get to the baby, it's overwhelming. But if you can just do one contraction at a time, you'll get there. And, and I believe that she would say, as she has said before, that, that that kind of mentality helps, one contraction at a time, one labor pain at a time. And when things got really intense, then I would say just one breath at a time. When the contractions are very long and things are very intense, right before the baby comes, I would say... Just one breath at a time. You don't need to think about all the breaths that you have to take between now and the baby. Just think of inhaling and exhaling just one breath at a time. And church, I just think maybe that the great blessing of being in this time in which we find ourselves of this labor pain progressing kind of time is that we're really starting to believe some parts of God's word that we maybe didn't believe before. We're starting to believe the Matthew six eleven, which says, Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. Lord, I, I don't know how to make it through all this week. I don't know how to raise kids to grow up and know you in this culture that hates you and hates all the things that you've said are good. But, but God, if you help me today, if you wake up, if I wake up, Lord, and you help me today to guide my children to know and to love you, then that's enough. We're starting to believe some of those, church, I believe. We're starting to believe Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We're beginning to believe that with some sincerity, to the church. We're beginning to believe Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. Though the Lord's mercy, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. If you believe it, say amen. So here's the key to this church, this birth pains that we must go through that are increasing as this labor of the earth, labor of the culture as it's bringing about what's coming next, church. The next key to this is that birth pains will come to an end. Jesus, this master teacher, in John sixteen twenty, he says this, using this same illustration, believe it or not, he says, most assuredly I say to you, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. What well, doesn't that sound like today? And you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Here's this illustration that he uses again. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore... You now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take away from you. If that's good news, say yes. And if you've ever seen, church, the miracle, the gift, the beginning of many sleepless nights and more love in your heart than you could ever imagine of a, of a baby being born, you see the, you see the tears of, of anguish that this mother has been shedding turn instantaneously. To tears of joy when this baby is born, instantaneously—it's almost some kind of a miracle. You're thinking, "Man, you just went through all that really hard stuff, and now you're just rejoicing and smiling and laughing over this new precious life that has now come into the world." It's. It's amazing. And that church, that like Jesus likens those two events, his return and a woman in labor, that kind of joy, the sorrow that we now have, he likens to that completely being switched the moment that we see him coming. And it tells us what that's going to look like in Revelation 19. This is a text that we all know really well. Now I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like the flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, clothed in fine white linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. And the cowboy inside of him gets really excited when they start talking about all the horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword and with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with the rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So what's the theological interpretation of all this church? What does God's word say to us? What is it saying to us today? It says that these birth pains... We're in this scale of redemptive history, and we're in the birth pain part now. It will come. They will come. It indeed will come. We're in it. We're in the middle of this story. Has it ever thought? To you, has it ever occurred to you that this is not an old book because it's like not even done yet? Like we're, it's done in the, in, the, in the sense that it's told us all that it's going to tell us, but it's not done in that in the time frame that it paints. We're in the middle of the thing. Like, if, has that ever occurred to you that? That we're in this phase that was foretold of, and we know that these labor pains will increase; these birth pains will increase as labor progresses. We should just expect it, but we ought not to be—we ought not to be downtrodden because of it. And they will come to an end, church. So when things come across our world and come across our newsfeed and come across our news, and we see what's going on, let. Let's see it for truth. Let's see it for what it is. If, If we believe this, if we believe the gospel, if we believe the Bible, then these birth pains are not stillborn pains. These birth pains are not death pains. They're birth pains. And it's giving way to something with each and every contraction that a woman has in labor. Each one makes there to be a progression of the baby coming closer and closer and closer to coming. It's It's going somewhere. It's doing something. So when things come across and we see them, let it not be something that causes us to dismay church. Let us see to something that's like birth pain. One more contraction behind us. I'm ready for the next one. One of the contractions was people couldn't figure out what to call a plastic potato. Was it Mr. Potato Head or just Potato Head? But like (laughs) one contraction behind us. Let's go to the next. All right, now people can't figure out which bathroom to another contraction. Another one behind us. We're moving. We're going somewhere. So what I would say, the simple person in me would simply say to all of us this morning, let's not forget, church, to not put lipstick on the pig. This world, listen to me, church. This world, it's, it is what it is. We, we preach to it. We fulfill the great commandment in it, the great commission that Jesus gave us. We do all those things, but let us not forget that it's just a rusty old thing that we just want to put away in the garage. We're seeing things. We're falling out of love for the world like we should have from all the beginning, church. We're seeing things for as they truly are now. And, and praise God for that. It's Do we make it run as good as we can? Do we do what we can to get this thing to run right and do the very best we can? Yes. But if you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. If you, if, if you make the world as good a place as you can, it's still just... A hell-bound world that is very, 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 very cursed by sin. We shouldn't put lipstick on the pig. We shouldn't dress it up. It's still just a pig. It's still just a cursed world. Let's preach to it. Let's call out to it. Let's exhort it. Let's call it to love God. Let's fulfill the great commission in it. Let's do all the work commanded to do in it. But let's remember, church, that this is not our home. Amen? Amen. This is not our home. This is not where we're staying. We are, we're, we are simply moving through this whole thing. And in the painful periods in which we find ourselves, let us just remember that it's, it's going somewhere. Each contraction is bringing us closer to the return of Christ as we progress through these labor pains. You know, as I'm passing through, and Brian and you can come as the rest of us stand, I'm really glad, church, that as we go through this time as we go through this life that we are simply journeying through man am i glad that i have got a ticket and i don't want to sound cheap because this is not a cheap ticket and my ticket is stamped in blood that says paid in full the journey from this earth to heaven for ben swederman is paid in full because of the cross Do you have that passport? I mean, seriously, like, really, do you, do you believe this stuff? Because if you believe this stuff, you need to know that you need a passport that's paid for. You can't pay for it yourself. You've got debt on this thing that you need to have washed clean so that Jesus can forgive you and, and make it such that you will be passing through the sin. Because, boy, I'll tell you what, church, something that just really makes me happy in life is know that the place that I'm going, the thing that these birth pains are bringing me towards it's towards a place where people aren't confused about which bathroom to use praise the lord like people aren't confused like the stain of sin is gone from where to where i'm going those confusions are no more those sins are no more jesus says behold i have made all things new and i am so glad to be leaving behind a whole bunch of stuff Father in heaven, I pray that we would be a people remembering the gospel, Lord. Remembering first and foremost the most important thing. That we must know you. We must have our sins washed clean, Lord. We must come to you your way. God, what a gracious measure of mercy that you have shown us and, and even making that available. What a mercy, what a grace, God. As we continue on, Lord, through these birth pains, let us go through it knowing that we are are being brought to something. And it's glorious, and it's wonderful. It is so wonderful that we will forget, we'll completely forget what we're going through right now, Lord. So Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus, that you are a master teacher. Thank you that you're the master communicator that you would give us this thing that that brings this alive in our hearts so clearly this morning, Lord. We love you for it. In Jesus' name and all the church says, let's worship together.